there are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. All the on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Hulk. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. What up, what up, what up? It is the Incredible Hulk Podcast. It is Black Friday as you're likely listening to this. Uh, I'm doing this currently on Thanksgiving Eve after uh, I had a house full of people. And you can uh, hear the fire crackling on my left side and the dishwasher on the right side. Um, but super, super excited to roll this out. The uh, holiday mixtape is officially out. So as you are trolling around uh, and trying to get the best deals possible on Black Friday, you've got uh, something to listen to. And so what I was going to do today is um, walk through a couple of the tracks that I really, really like. I'm not going to do the whole thing here because um, I, I don't know that you want to sit through a three-hour guided tour of a mixtape as opposed to just enjoying it and getting whatever you want out of it. But there are a couple that I wanted to play and just kind of uh, walk you through how that process uh, comes to be because this is the 18th year, which is incredible for me to to say out loud the 18th year that i've done this um but before we get to that some really interesting news came up today um in the wake of what's happening with the video game battlefront 2 now if you're not a gamer maybe you have no idea about this story but if you're not a gamer and you have kids and might be buying games this holiday season this is an interesting turn of events so battlefront 2 is a star wars game and it was due to drop last week, and it did in fact drop. And one of the things that it had attached to it was that you would spend $70, or to be mathematically precise, sixty nine ninety nine, and then it would have these things that were known in the gaming world as loot boxes, so things that you could buy with real money inside the game to give yourself an advantage. And uh, somebody on Reddit figured out that it was about $96 you had to spend in order to, let's say, unlock Darth Vader, right? To get a huge leg up on the other people that you're competing with, you could spend $100 and rank up your character. And in fact, prior to EA making any changes to the game, that's exactly what you had to do if you wanted to get Darth Vader. So if your, let's say, 13-year-old asks for this for Christmas, they would get it. And then they would have to use your credit card on the PlayStation Network or Xbox One or wherever um, and then spend another $100. So the game ends up being $160 so that they can actually unlock everything to play. What happened was this particular post talking about the loot boxes um, and the manipulation of the gamers as it was seen by the gaming community from Battlefront and EA and DICE specifically, which are the two gaming companies that created the game, um, that they were manipulating the system and Reddit took offense to it as they should. So it ended up being, uh, and obviously the record hasn't been broken a week later, but it ended up being the historically most downvoted post in reddit history um and that caught the ire of not only the gaming community caught the ire of one of the heads of disney who owns lucas films who said hey like i i don't like what's going on with this and our brand so you need to fix it so the eve of the game coming out they turned the loot boxes off meaning your child would not have to spend extra amounts of money to play this game or unlock all of the things in it and they've been continually iterating the game to make it so that it was still difficult to play one of the larger characters in star wars darth vader princess leia luke skywalker kylo ren etc um but took out the 
uh, pay-to-play model, as it's known, um, that was attached to the fact that you already paid for the game. This all comes from if any of you have played Candy Crush or Clash of Clans or any sort of game like that that's free to download on your phone and then they let you buy stuff uh, as you go. That's where this loot box theory comes from, right? Is that we give you the game for free and then we get you on the hook like it's some sort of... uh, you know, gambling system, and then you pay to get your guy better, your team better, your castle better, whatever. Typically, though, in console gaming, that's been shied away from because you've already spent $70 on the game. Now, uh, Battlefront 2 tried to buck that system, and there are other games that have these loot boxes in them, but none as heavy-handed as what EA had done. So fast forward to today, where Hawaii State Representative working on a holiday, his name is Chris Lee, he's taking a stand on what he calls, quote, the spread of predatory practices in online gaming. The idea being that a game like Battlefront 2 would be rated 21 years of age and up, why? Well, because of the gambling implications that these loot boxes lean into. The idea that your 9-year-old that loves Star Wars or 10-year-old that loves Star Wars would get used to this idea of having to buy cards or boxes in a game with the chance of essentially what happens is the game itself, the algorithm rolls a dice and then you get a reward. It's exactly like gambling. And so Lee and his team have been uh, meeting with other legislators who are trying to figure out what they can do because from a federal level, not to get all nerdy and constitutional, from a federal level, this would be really difficult to do. However, from a statewide level, as a matter of fact, there's a city in Massachusetts where video games were illegal till 1991. Um, So On a state level, this absolutely can happen, and I think that's what uh, Lee and his team is trying to get put past. And I I share this with you on the eve of Black Friday, and if you're listening to it on Black Friday, because you might be buying some of these games and unaware of the things that are attached to them and what psychologically that could do to your kids. Never mind the violence, right? The gambling seems to be a really interesting psychological hook to attach to a game designed for, let's call it, an 11-year-old. And there's a reason that gambling is for 21 and up because the idea that they're mature psychologically enough to handle what gambling means and what it comes with or from um, is not the same as where somebody would be psychologically at age 11. So there's nothing really more to report on this other than it's fascinating to me on two levels. One, it's fascinating to me that if somebody were to give you, if you're in market, even if you're not in marketing, but I'm in marketing, so this is how I look at this stuff. If someone were to give me Star Wars the brand and say, go make a thing, go make a video game about Star Wars. You can do anything you want. Here are all the characters. I'm not sure that I would actively pursue a route that would allow me to make the consumer pay close to $170 to play said game. I I just don't know that that would be my choice. But that was the choice that EA and developer DICE made, and they are now paying for it, as the game itself is down 65% from Battlefront 1, which came out two years ago. So Battlefront 1 had a benchmark, and now we're 65% below that for the sequel, which is supposed to be better, but everyone has avoided it because of this loot box shenanigan. And I think it's interesting that legislators are now getting involved to figure out if this needs to have a level of protection to keep it away from kids under the age of 21 who wouldn't understand the monetary implications of gambling in a loot box 
sandbox, so to speak. Okay, uh, enough of that. Let's do some fun stuff. Okay, as promised, it is time to drop the holiday mixtape. I've done this for 18 years in a row. As I originally planned it 18 years ago, it was an actual cassette. And I would hand make these and hand them out to friends. And then the next year, I discovered a company. Um, and in the next year, uh, CD burners got a lot cheaper. So um, I found a company that made these really, really neat stamped holiday CDs. So then I would just sit in my apartment and then print these physical things and hand them out. And then so I did that for about six years. And then we started to lean into the digital world. And so I started to do both. Uh, it was a little bit cumbersome without something like Spotify, which is what I use now. But um, I would do mixtapes on iTunes. I would do mixtapes and give them physically away to people. And I, I would put them in a bunch of different places to allow people to consume them. And it wasn't obviously until Spotify became uh, something that lots of people use that this became the easiest way to do it. That, all that to say that it came to me because I, I just felt like I love music so much. I love going to see shows. I saw a perfect circle last night at the Deltaplex, which was an amazing show. And I love that they ban all phone usage. In fact, they were kicking people out around us for texting. Um, so I, I love the fact that they're making you sit and actually do what you bought the ticket for, which is enjoy the show. Um, and so I, I love the idea of music and, and I'm constantly listening to music. There's music in our house all of the time from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. Uh, we are surrounded by music. And the fact that I spent 20 years in the radio industry, this seems like a natural thing for me to lean into. But it started originally as I just thought it was a cool thing to give away when I didn't have a lot of money to give people gifts. But the one thing I could give them is the gift of sharing these songs that at the time were having an effect on me. They one way or the other emotionally were something that I had been drawn towards and listened to all year long. Or if they came out late in the year, I had been listening to around the clock as they came out and I wanted to share them with all of my friends so that they could enjoy the gift of a mixtape. And, and the mixtape culture clearly goes back well beyond 1998, 99 when this started. Uh, but that's kind of, for me, where it started, it was an easy, cheap way for me to give a meaningful gift to people, right? I didn't have a lot of money. I couldn't buy people gifts. Um, so I made them. And the thing that I could make were mixtapes. And then I just kept at it because people really liked it and they wanted to see what was next. And so here we are 18 years later. And the process by which I make these things is, is still, um, while technologically quite simple, you know, drag and drop and, and there you go. Um, still takes a fair amount of work because throughout the course of the year, I'm making playlists either on Spotify, and some of which you can see publicly, or I'm jotting down notes in Evernote, or I'm buying vinyl records for things that I'm really into because that's kind of the, my rule of thumb. I don't know what your rule of thumb is, but if I listen to something, if I stream something more than twice, a full album more than twice, I tend to go out and buy the physical record because I, I just feel like that means I should own this thing. So swirl all of those things around. And then right around October, I start trying to figure out what's going to be on this list. How long should this list be? Like this year, it's about an hour and a half. Um, and it dances anywhere from an hour 15 to an hour and a half. And it really quite honestly depends on my mood. This year, though, I just thought there were a lot of songs that I wanted to share. So it ends up uh, a little bit on the longer side. Now, when you're dealing with the digital ecosystem, when I was doing CDs, especially cassettes and then into CDs earlier on, 
I had to be much, much, much more uh, mindful of how I curated these lists. These days, I, I can have a little bit more latitude, but I, I tend to be very specific and, and very intentional about the songs on here. The songs on here are not on here because I have infinite space. They're on here because 90 minutes felt right this year because uh, I start with about, let's say, 80 songs and then parse it down. So I take all of the lists and uh, accumulations that I have all over both on Evernote, in my house, in notebooks, the vinyl that's behind me right now, and what I've been listening to on Spotify, and put just dump them all into a private list, and then I just start going through them and going, nope, that's not going to make the list. Nope, that's not going to make the list. Nope, that's not going to make the list. So um, things like Bad at Love, which I like the song. It just, for me, wasn't big enough to make the list, so it didn't make this year's list. Uh, and then I, I whittle it down and... Quite honestly, I, I start testing it in the house. I, I listen to it. Uh, and one of the things that um, I'm not alone in this. A lot of people who work or worked in the program director position at a radio station or A&R with a record company or promotions in a record company, we have this weird thing where we want to know what the song sounds like when we're driving. Because songs sound different when you're driving. So I test it in the house and when I'm cleaning the house or like I was making Thanksgiving dinner today I was listening to it then you know test how it feels in a space like this I test how it feels while I'm working and then the the utmost litmus test and how it stays in the list is when I'm driving if it still has the effect on me when I'm driving it it stays in the list and fortunately this year I've done a fair amount of driving so I've had a lot of time to test out this material and so what I'm going to do for the next 15, 20 minutes is I'm not going to play, like I said earlier, I'm not going to play the whole thing. That's for you to discover, uh, and it'll be in the show notes if you need to get it there. Otherwise, it's on the Facebook page, it's on my Twitter page, um, and it's obviously will be on the incredibleholt.net, so you can find it at all of those places. Um, but I did want to play a couple of the things that I just, um, I guess I would say are some of my favorites. I'm going to pick about four of them that are some of my favorites that um, you might not be really, really familiar with. And we'll start with Gord Downey. Now, Gord Downey was the lead singer of The Tragically Hip and in 2016 was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor and a, a, a strain of brain cancer that was hyper aggressive. And he put... The, got the band together, um, they got a doctor who cleared him, and they went out on the road, and they made this amazing documentary um, called Long Time Running. Uh, and it's on Netflix right now if you want to catch it. And I absolutely implore you, if you're into music at all, to catch this documentary because it's profound and stunning. And um, like I was saying uh, yesterday in the Thanksgiving, be th give thanks every day is like when I think of my friend Brandon, like, this documentary had a, a similar effect on me. When you look at Gord Downey and what he's going through and yet what he's doing, you think to yourself, man, I, in that situation, I wish I could act like that. Now, some of the things, and if you haven't watched the documentary, some of the most interesting parts about this is when you're dealing with brain cancer, it's obviously affecting your memory. So uh, he's got screens all around him as he's doing these shows because he needs the teleprompters to remember the words so fast forward he's also recording they recorded a tragically hip record at that moment um and it came out i think right around the time that his diagnosis was made public and then he was working 
on a solo project called Introduce Yourself uh, that came out on October 27th of this year, which was a week, I want to say a week after he died. I might be wrong a week, give or take, uh, wrong about his actual um, date that he passed, but right around there it came out. Um, And for me, Gord Downey is one of those songwriters that I can just listen to for hours. His ability to craft a tale and put it to music or around music or touching music is something that um, you don't see very often. Um, and we talked about this a couple podcasts ago that I couldn't for the life of me. Um, my wife stepped in when I was watching the end of the documentary. We actually went out, went back and rewatched it because she was so interested in it. But at the end of it, she looked at me and she said, as this entire nation stops for this concert event, like millions of people watch this concert event the same way that we watch the Super Bowl, which was the analogy that I eventually came up with. And she looked at me and she said, do we have anyone in this country that we would do this for musically? And I said, no, there's no one in the United States that we would stop the whole country for and do a celebration concert that played on national TV. So let's say on NBC that, that just wouldn't happen. The closest thing that we have, and this is what we came up with. The closest thing we have is the Super Bowl. Everybody, for the most part, stops and enjoys this game together for whatever reason. The commercials, the food, the camaraderie, maybe the teams, if you're lucky. Um, And that's about as close as we get. But when you listen to him and it's stripped down is really, for me, where the Gordowney magic is. And when you look at his solo career... fascinating to me um, because it's it's some of it's out of left field all of it's a little quirky the stories are amazing Um, Secret Path was a project he was working on and um, that one's another amazing one that if you haven't heard that project I would highly recommend that but we're going to play a track from Introduce Yourself and it's called Wolf's Home and uh, I hope you dig it and it's on the holiday mixtape and like I said I'm going to play three more tracks and then I'll let you get on with it and enjoy your Black Friday but I wanted to kind of play some of the ones that you might not be familiar with and kind of give you some backstory as to why they're on there um, and then help you hopefully find other gems in this playlist that you enjoy. So this is Gord Downey. It's uh, Wolf's Home, uh, and it's the Holiday Mixtape. Hey kids, Wolf's Home He drops into his easy chair Stares about blank Then bids his family come Gather round his chair and clears his throat No one knows quite what to expect Says man's a god When he dreams and a beggar When he loves 
Robert Downey, that track is called Wolf's Home. That um, is midway through the holiday mixtape, so as you're making your way through, you can know where to find that one. Um, We'll stay with Canada for a second, um, just because there's a fair amount of Canadian bands that I'm into that I know a lot lot of people either aren't into or don't know a lot of stuff about them, and Matthew Good is one of those guys. Um, He released an album called Something Like a Storm this year, and got back together with guys he was playing with prior to his prior band called the Matthew Good Band. He's now on his own as Matthew Good. Um, and some of the stuff on this record, man, is just spectacular. And uh, the next song that I want to play is one of them. It's called Decades. Uh, so I hope you dig it. <laughs> i 
bike, it's like <laughs> you forget how easy it is to get right back into doing the radio thing. Uh, that is Matthew Good. The track is called Decades. Um, and as I said, we're going to go through probably two or maybe three, depending on my mood here, um, before we take off for a Friday. And then next week, I got some other stuff uh, planned, like uh, I, I've been pouring through a bunch of audio downstairs so i'll I'll start playing some old school stuff from uh, going back i mean very similar to when the mixtape was started in let's call it 96 97 98 play some of that stuff um because i I think you'll you'll (laughs) you'll laugh at how terrible it is uh and then um see what else is down there i found this we've been cleaning out the uh, basement for the last week and I, I found all of this stuff where I'm like I don't I don't know what's on these cassettes but we're gonna find out together and and go through that stuff and then uh, what I'd really like to do um, is I got a, a couple other interviews lined up that I'm excited to talk to you about once those uh, people come around but between now and then still playing around with the the sort of things that you guys want to uh, listen to and I, I know you really enjoyed Allison earlier this week so we'll keep doing that sort of thing and then I, I just wanted to try stuff like this to go well what happens if we play DJ for a minute uh, do you guys like that and if so how much and maybe we can do that uh, you know I do do little versions of this on a monthly basis maybe we'll do something like that play a couple tracks that uh, I'm into for December or January or whatever but uh, that is neither here nor there right now. The next song I want to play is called Chase Me. It's off the Baby Driver soundtrack, which was one of the most interesting movies I've seen this year. And, and if you haven't seen the movie, I guess the best way to set it up for you is the beginning of the movie is probably one of the coolest car chases I've ever seen in my life, followed immediately by a song and dance number about peanut butter waffles. So... Once you kind of get your sea legs around this movie, I think this movie works really, really well. But the first eight minutes are are a bit on the rough side for you to be like, what in the actual fuck is going on here? So um, the one thing that works throughout the entire movie, though, is the soundtrack, which is spectacular. And if you're looking for something to get, uh, if you started recently collecting vinyl or you always are collecting vinyl and want something to put in your collection that you don't currently have the baby driver soundtrack is spectacular so uh the track i'm gonna play is called chase me it's danger mouse and run the jewels so what is there to hate um and like i said i hope you enjoy hey Wake up in jiggies and load the clippy. The rate of our ascension makes statisticians feel sick. Accountants think it's iffy, they never counted so quickly. God, I'm up sniffing yak off of abacus for our lips. Prime authors, autobiographically bastards. Pain passes, put a pain in your brain pattern. Style dropping the drums and stun all garbage. Small targets get launched on. Clobber to toss off. Knock them off just to get rocks off. Put a pause on all of that soft talk. Chop, chop. Tick tock, you got insular hands on a Glock stop. I'm bagging a bag and I'm backing out, better back off. Hey, that's hey, why I'm out of hey, here, baby. Before these clouds put me down in the ground, baby. I'm running rest and I'm out of this town, baby. Hey, you want your money back? Chase me.
jealous, get your hype. Oh Jesus, these niggas is poor Jesus. We gon' shower on these pussies, they mamas gon' know Jesus. Junkie Johnny told me money, these niggas should know better. But they it, so you got to show junkies ain't no letter. Bad manners, the bad manner do bad things. A bad bitch gave me bomb head to bad brains. The sheriff's daughter, we beat out of there for dad came. That's why I'm out of here, baby. Before these pops put me down in the ground, baby. I'm running rest and I'm out of this town, baby. Hey, you want your money back, chase me. Pimp niggas with Gucci slippers, Gucci tippers, Magic City got groupie strippers, a crew of killers and dealers, we got this newbie with us, we turn Pirellis to delis, S-Cons and Farmacelli, stay on ready, foot on neck, very heavy, good on deck, smell it, smell it, show some respect or you get showered like parade confetti, made man or made already, yeah. nobody safe from petty, yeah. 450 horse up in the horse, it's hundred in the Chevy, buddy, I'm nutty, I got some screws loose, and if your bitch want some cutty, baby, I choose you, underground kings, Speed and sound things. Run the sacks and beware of all your surroundings. Hey, that's hey, why I'm out of hey, here, baby. Before these pies put me down in the ground, baby. I'm running rest and I'm out of this town, baby. Hey, you want your money back? Chase me. That track is Chase Me, uh, and that, like I said, that is Danger Mouse, that is Run the Jewels, and Big Boy is in there in the last verse. I love that song from the Baby Driver soundtrack, and um, the last song I want to play is, I think without a doubt, my favorite Beach Boys song of all time, Uh, or I guess technically, for being technical tonight, the greatest song that Brian Wilson ever wrote, in my opinion. Um, God Only Knows is the song. Uh, this year, it was done by John Legend. So again, what is there to hate? Um, and Cynthia Ervo, and uh, maybe you know her, maybe you don't know her, but this cover, uh, to me... So I think the hardest part of these mixtapes is that I always try and put a cover in them. Um, and this year, there were a lot, and I mean a lot, of really great ones to choose from. So... That was probably one of the hardest parts is to parse down all of the cool covers, um, not the least of which was Royal Blood's My Sharona, which is a spect- if you haven't seen that one, that's a spectacular cover that they've been doing all year long. So go enjoy that one. Uh, did not make this list, but uh, it's also a spectacular. So go do that one. Um, but this will be the last one that I will play. And then I will just say, I, I hope you find some joy in the mixtape, you find some songs that maybe you didn't know or find songs that you listened to earlier in the year and you thought, oh man, I love that song. Um, I hope that happens to you over and over and over again over the course of the 90 minutes. So without further ado, we will close this out and uh, we will talk next week. This is John Legend and God Only Knows. As long as there are stars above you, 
song uh that is god, god only knows, knows what I'd be without you let them close that one out uh like i said it's the 18th annual christmas mixtape that i do that you can get on spotify right this very second so i hope you have an amazing rest of the weekend uh if you're out doing shopping today on black friday uh, be super careful if you're not out shopping on black friday do the preferred method and go tomorrow for small business saturday because they certainly could use your help. So please go uh, visit some local businesses on Saturday and then uh, do what you need to do on Cyber Monday. And one really quick plug for uh, Giving Tuesday. If you are so inclined, Now Playing, which is the now the nonprofit, I should say, that uh, we run that helps at-risk kids get access to the performing arts. So things like movies and concerts and sporting events and ballet and theater and all of that stuff. Um, we're always looking for donations. So if you are looking to donate, uh, you can go to now playing the number four kids dot org uh, and you can donate on Giving Tuesday. And I would uh, love you forever. That would be amazing if you could do that. And here's the thing that I say all the time um, to anybody who's gracious enough to give anything. 
if on Giving Tuesday, just to frame this up, if on Giving Tuesday, 100 people give $5, if 100 people get touched by this podcast, uh, the ads that we run, whatever, if 100 people give $5, that would fund us for all of 2018. So we run pretty lean. Um, and so I, I just throw that out there to say, like, every little bit helps. If you want to donate a dollar, God bless you. We would love to have the help. So, um, yeah, if you're so inclined, nowplayingforkids.org. Would love to see you check that out on Giving Tuesday. And uh, aside from that, enjoy the music. Cannot wait to talk to you next week. Uh, and we will be back. It's the Incredible Hulk Podcast. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. We'll talk soon.